Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Today's episode is all about alcohol and my current booze break. I'm calling it Reaching for the Ritual because I'm willing to bet that's where most of you guys are. Unless you're going to tell me something different, my guess is that it's become a habit for you to reach for the drink. So before we dive into that and how I think we can start to restructure or reframe that ritual, I want to share with you uh, my personal lived experience right now. I have been eight weeks alcohol-free. How about that? If you want to know the real truth, this is the longest period of time since 2005. Does that number shock you? Or are you like, yeah, Jacqueline, I feel seen. I've done booze breaks where they've been 30 days. I've done like six weeks. I took a chunk of time off, obviously, before my surgeries. And several years ago, I did one where I was like, oh, I was kind of cruising along and it just felt good. So I kept going and then had a drink or two on my birthday really reduced alcohol consumption. But it's been a long time since I took a long extended break. It was honestly when I first moved to Boston, I think I took like nine months and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like take a break from this business. So why am I taking this current break? Well, when I hired my coach, I decided, and I knew this way before, I thought, there's no way in hell I'm letting anything that's within my control get in my way of my progress. I'm just not. So, like, what variables do I have control over that I can remove so I can just look at this objectively? Okay. And I was like, booze has got to go. Just, it has to. I don't want to look back and say, oh, man, if I hadn't had this drink here or been doing this over here, I could have made this progress or I could have had this. I'm not about to shit this money, this investment this time down my leg for a martini on Saturday night out to dinner or for like a couple glasses of wine on the holiday. And you might be like, yeah, you know what? Peace out, Jacqueline. I don't want to live that life. That's fine. I hear you on that. But let me ask you this question. What behavior has gotten you to this point? Let me ask it again. What behavior has gotten you to this point? Because if you're saying, well, I want balance, I thought you're live well with Jacqueline. You're all about balance. Well, guess what? You have to earn that fucking balance. You have to earn that. You can't just be like, well, I want to do this from the gate and I want to be able to be able to eat and drink and do all the things right away. I'm going to tell you good luck because truthfully, In the very beginning, you have to tighten up things. You have to really take a look at what you're doing behavior-wise, what you're not doing behavior habit-wise, and get crystal clear on where you want to head. This is where I think a lot of people make a mistake. They're hoping that somebody's just going to tell them what to do, and they can kind of wiggle that data and information and suggestion box into their life and still kind of keep doing what they're doing and hoping they can make some progress. And instead, people don't want to do the hard fucking work. What it really means is saying, hey, I'm going to give myself some dedicated time to move the needle. 
move the needle in all kinds of directions. Meaning, I want to make some habit changes. I want to bring some things in. I want to remove some things that aren't serving me. I want to see uh, the scale change. I want to see my clothes change. I want to see my uh, strength goals increase. I want to, you can fill in the blank, right? But I think when you're really, really taking a hard look about the goals that you have, you got to be honest and ask yourself, what is standing in my way? Have I really done everything that I possibly can to walk this path towards where I want to go? And if you're sitting there wondering and looking all around, but the one thing standing in your way is your nightly glass of wine, I'm going to tell you, try to take a break for a week or two and see what happens. You don't have to do eight weeks like me. And also, let me tell you this, I'm not saying you can't make progress while still having a drink here or there. Trust me, I've done it before. I have fucking pictures of me being the... Oh, you know what? I'm just realizing this. When I worked with my coach, this is a different coach, back five years ago when I first started tracking macros, I really took a booze break then too. I had, I remember having, I think I could look back at my data because I still have it from then, um, a glass of wine here or there. You want to know what the difference was? I took a big booze break in the beginning for like at least, probably at least two, four, maybe six weeks. And then I believe I brought in a glass of wine and I measured it. Have you guys ever done that? Have you ever literally measured out your wine pour? <laughs> it's such a fucking buzzkill. Oh my God. You're, you pour it and you're like, wait, I'm sorry. Is that a small puddle in the bottom of my wine goblet? Thank you very much. Why even bother? <laughs> no, seriously. That's what I think. I'm like, why, why even bother with that? That's a waste of my time. No, thank you. I'm not interested. So I don't even do it. That's, that's where I'm at currently these days. But I, if you're like, Jack, no, I'm not giving up my booze. I'm not going to do it. This is for those people. Side, side note, then try this one. Go measure your wine pour and see how much you're actually pouring for yourself. Five ounces is one serving. That's about 125 calories. But my friend, you need to be tracking your alcohol as a macro. That's not what this episode's about. But that's equal to about 25 or 30 carbs. Now go steal that from your macros and tell me if you think it's worth it. Because I would rather eat some fucking rice or sweet potato and fuel my workouts and sleep better. Those are the conversations I have with myself, my internal dialogue. If it does ever creep up. But right now, truthfully, this is honestly the very first time where I'm like, I don't even give a fuck about booze. I do not care. I have zero desire. I just don't want it. And like I mentioned, I've gone out to dinner several times now at this point with my husband, with new friends, with old friends, and with people who know what I'm doing. Right? So... Here's one for you because I see this one all the time. Well, I'm going out with friends and, you know, everybody else is drinking and uh, I don't want to be the person out or people are going to look at me weird. It's the holiday or they're going to ask me why I'm doing that. Well, oh, just have one. You can just have one. Like this fucking peer pressure like we're in high school again. Like, I'm sorry. Are you a 40-year-old woman who can make her own decisions? Thank you very much. What the fuck? Back off, pal. And most of it's just because people don't want to feel alone. You want to know what I want to feel? I want to feel fucking great when I go to the gym tomorrow morning. 
peace out, brosco. I'm over here lifting my shit and I have no hangover. I don't feel like trash. I don't feel like I'm inhibiting my progress because I had two glasses of vino last night and had the fucking diarrhea shits in the middle of the night because I can't process it very well anymore. And then now I don't have a good workout base. No. Do you want to know what's actually really happened? And this is, I, this is the truth because I was out to dinner the Friday and Saturday last week. The women that I talk to, because they asked me, they're like, oh, who's having a drink? And they kind of go around the table and some people were, some people weren't. And one of them said, wow, you know what? I'm kind of in this cycle where all the women around me are, you know, drinking or having edibles or kind of doing both. And I just, it kind of normalizes it. Is that you? Trust me, I've seen that too. I've been in that zone. Where it's like, oh, everybody around here is doing this. So it's just what we do. (sighs) You're allowed to step out of that space, but I know it can feel hard. And in the beginning, I know this, I always wanted an excuse. I wanted to finger point at something else that like didn't put it on me so people wouldn't grill me. But now what I say is I say, oh, I'm working with a coach. I'm I'm not about to waste my time. So right now, no booze. Oh my God, I totally get that, Jacqueline. That's amazing. You know what? I'm only having one tonight. That's what's been happening when I've been going out. So it's not the, oh, just have one. Oh, come be with us or whatever. No, people, there's so much respect in the other direction. So you might be surprised because you might be making up a story in your mind of what you think is going to happen. And instead, something else may happen on the other side. Somebody might look to you and be like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for somebody to be doing this. I kind of want to do it too, but I just didn't know how to start. I needed to feel in, supported or inspired, or maybe I need a buddy, or I want to I back off my intake. How are you doing that? Where did you start? Are you making mocktails? Like it can lead to a conversation you might not even know could be waiting on the other side. <sighs> so I here's what's happened since I gave up. Uh, alcohol for these last eight weeks. Now, let me also tell you, I will. I do not see a life without booze. I will share that with you right now. I like it. I like tequila, for crying out loud. It's part of who I am in terms of having... I said it in my wedding vows. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I told Jonathan, like, I'll always have lines for our tequila because I enjoy that, right? I like a glass of wine. We were out in Napa. Like, we have a wine cellar downstairs. I enjoy that. But I'll tell you... Right now, no. And that's okay. Um, Being able to not have a gray fog, that's one that is so, truthfully, you won't even know it until you get to day, it starts on day seven, I think, of being alcohol-free, because it really takes several, several days for your body to clear out that toxin, right? And then when you hit day 14, you're like, oh my gosh, I was kind of living in this haze and I didn't even realize it. That's what happens. And I think if you're kind of, you'd never give your body a chance to really totally clear it if you're drinking several times a week, even a couple times a week, because it takes about four days, right? To really get all this shit out of you. And so if you are just really recycling that, honestly, you're never even giving yourself a fair chance. 
What if you just even want to reset your tolerance? That could be part of it too. What if you're like, all right, I don't want to give up booze, Jacqueline. Like it's the holiday season. I don't, I don't want to not participate, but I certainly know that like if I have too much, I'm going to just be a piece of crap in my workouts. I'm not going to be the best mom I could be. I'm going to be short and snappy at my partner because I have this kind of like dull headache and I don't want to admit that it's a bit of a hangover and that's who I am or I'm not being productive at work. I'm putting off projects because I just like am not feeling 100%. Oh, are you feeling seen? Does that hurt a little bit? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I fucking felt all that shit too when I was having drinks on the regular And guess what? That's just not happening anymore. So how about we do a little baby reset? Oh my God, right in the middle of all the holiday parties? Fuck yeah. Don't you want to be ahead of all the people who are showing up on Jan 1, rolling into camp first day, like feeling sluggish as all hell because they've been boozing and eating and doing everything to excess? I love having an edge. Let me tell you what, that's who I've always been. So if I can be like one to two steps ahead of you, thank you very much. I'm going to take it and come along with me, friend. It is not that bad over here. So here would be my suggestions if you want to experiment with pulling back on your intake. Number one, it is reframing the ritual, right? A lot of you are just like, well, it's what I do at five o'clock. I pop a bottle. I'm making dinner. I'm feeling cozy. I got the Christmas tunes on and the light, lights are gl- glistening in the background. Maybe you start with a mocktail. Maybe you start with a hot tea. Maybe you start with the kombucha in the wine glass. Maybe you're like, ooh, Jacqueline, that apple cider thing that you made. Oh, no. She sounded so Wisconsin there, though, for a second. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, it's that apple cider thing there. Yeah, truly. Um, I made JP order me on um, Cyber Monday some spin drifts. They have apple cider ones. And he was like, why do you want that? I'm like, why don't I want that? Thank you very much. Are you kidding me? Like a splash of kombucha with a splash of that. Oh, so cozy. So delicious. A little cinnamon stick in there for you. Oh, she's beauty. Yeah. So you can make this happen for you. If you are feeling like you need that special moment because nobody has focused the fuck on you all day and at five o'clock you're like, oh, it's my time, you can still take care of yourself. But it doesn't have to be with alcohol. Okay? So let's reframe the ritual. Maybe you're like, I still want to have a non-alcoholic beverage. There are plethora of non-alcoholic substitutions out there. There's so many NA wines. There are all kinds of, like, Ritual is actually one of them, the tequila alternative. There's uh, all kinds out there. There's straight up beverage stores, like in New York City, that only sell non-alcoholic beverages. Ready-made drinks, they're all out there for you. Snag one of those. Curious Elixirs is another brand. I don't have any affiliation with any of these. I'm just thinking about ones that I snagged in the beginning. And I was like, oh, I'd like to try this and just like pour it into a glass and just have it sitting there waiting for me. Now, I just really don't care. I kind of just did a cold turkey. It doesn't bother me. But if you're looking to have this something in hand or you're going to a party and you're like, I don't want to be that person, which, okay, we should talk about being that person because it's okay for you to be that person and stand in your power. But if you really are just like, no, I don't want to, then bring along a six or one of these things and have them with you and pour them into that little wine glass and have them look oh so cute. Okay. You can do that. 
And that, my friend, can be, be the reframe. When everybody else is ordering that first round, you're like, oh, let me start with a club soda. I'm still deciding. Woo-hoo-hoo, power play, kid. That one is so good because usually what happens is everybody gets into that first one and maybe you're like, you know what? I really didn't want it anyways. And I'll tell you something. JP has come to me after dinner the last two times because he didn't drink for a long time as well too because of his surgery. And he had one cocktail each night and he's like, I got to tell you something. I could have done without it. Now, think about that. If he would have employed the... I'm going to wait for the first round and go by. I bet you he probably wouldn't have been even ordered one. And because it's usually like this whole gang mentality. Oh, everybody's doing it. So I'm going to jump on in. When did you really think about what you wanted? Did you make the decision before you went? And that's another play too. And I learned this one from a friend a long time ago when I actually did a, um, there was this, uh, not Slack, but um, Marco Polo group that I did with like a several group of women and we were taking booze break for September, and this was several years ago. And she would say, she would say, the decision's been made. I just know about today. And today I decided I'm not drinking alcohol. The decision's been made. So maybe, like you're decide, like let's say you are tracking your food and you're paying attention, and you're like, I've made the decision. I've pre-logged my stuff. I got a roadmap for my day. I'm feeling like a fucking animal. I'm getting it after it. And then that time too, you can say, Hey, I made a decision tonight. No booze for today. And it's just today. You just made the decision for today. You don't have to know about tomorrow. You don't have to know about Friday. You don't have to know about Saturday. But in the morning, ask yourself, am I drinking today? Yes or no? Simple fucking question. Answer it. Be honest. Nope, I'm not drinking today. Okay, cool. Moving on. Not a big deal. Ooh. Okay, what else is there about alcohol that I want to talk to you about? Okay, the reframe ritual that we talked about. So how are we reframing it? We're bringing in another option. We're bringing in a fill our bucket moment. Yeah, because sometimes what you really need is a hug and you just didn't realize it. But sometimes you need is just some freaking peace and quiet because you're overstimulated because little hands have been grabbing at you all day long or little emails or little uh, Things that are just like chipping away at your soul and you are just, uh, I need a fucking cup filler right now and it's going to be me filling my cup. No, you need 20 minutes where you are turning off screens and you're turning on music and you are dancing around your kitchen and you are thinking about how can I make myself feel better in this moment? How can I take a breath? Can I get outside and go for a 10 minute walk instead of pouring myself a glass of vino? Get that fresh air, get a little bit of sunlight. That's one thing Chloe and I have been doing too. I've been busting outside with that dog, trying to get out before the sun goes down between 4 and 4.30. And that refreshment at the end of the day has been very good for my soul. It really has. Because when you go through your day and all the little things are chipping away at you and you're feeling really tired and you're feeling like, ugh, I don't know, like I haven't really given to myself and everybody else is take, take, take and there's so much of me to go around. That little pump and dump into the bucket of you are just saying, I need to fill this love bucket. How am I going to do this for myself? It's 10 minutes around the block. Let's fucking go. You, me, the dog, let's, let's get this thing done. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, friend. Come join me, by the way. If you're feeling like you need somebody to be by your side because you don't want to do it alone, know that I've been over here just hanging out. Oh, I'm still really fucking fun too. Don't forget that. I am hilarious. I am. 
everybody's like, oh, but I'm, I need, I'm so much funnier when I'm drinking. I bet you weren't. <laughs> if you've ever videotaped yourself, I'd be willing to bet you aren't as funny as you think. So I happen to have a lot more humor hanging out over here, and I'm still a raging good time, even though she is sober AF currently in this season of her life. And I'll tell you what, I just feel so good. There's nothing like waking up feeling like a fucking champ. There's no worries. There's no anxiety. Did you guys ever watch that interview with Adele? She's like, oh, I stopped drinking because of my anxiety. She would wake up and be so anxious. If you're having that... That alone is worth taking a little bit of a baby break. Two weeks. Maybe just two weeks. Reset the tolerance. So maybe you bring your drink level from three down to one. I don't know. It's worth experimenting with. That's all I'm going to say to you, okay? What could happen if you don't? Oh. Woo! This one probably hit deep for some of you. I know that. Some of you are just like, that's the one thing I won't give up. I'm like, okay, well, then expect what you are going to get on the other side. It could be the one thing standing in your way. I know. No, that's the only thing I have left, Jacqueline. Well, I will tell you that is not a forever thing. And maybe you just make the decision for today. If you found this episode helpful, could you please rate, review, or subscribe? Maybe you could share it with a friend who you're like, I want a booze break with a buddy. I'm going to just tag her. I'm going to send it along and be like, let's just do this for the next two weeks. I know it's a holiday season, but I've been wanting to do it. We're going to be ahead of all the people who are showing up Jan 1 and we're just like going to crush it. Let's go do this together, pal. Or maybe you're like, I don't have a buddy, but I have a Jacqueline. I'm going to send her a little DM and be like, all right, I'm going to booze break. I'm just going to say hi and tell you that I'm doing this over here and share with me a little bit more about that. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Level with Jacqueline podcast. Have a great day.